Greetings. I'm back. What's going on, internet? How are we all? It's been a while. Yeah, work got a bit... <sniffs> shitty. Uh, holiday seasons and all that in retail. It's always a horrible, horrible time. How are you all? I hope you're all well. It's been so long. Sit down, have a cup of tea, let's catch up. Oh, is that what she said? Oh, sorry, mate. Um, shit happens. Anyway, hope you're all well out there. This is episode I don't even know anymore because I forgot to check. So I'm just going to pretend I know what number it is and say it's 15 or something. It might be. Who knows? But that'll be in the actual episode description y, tightly thingy, my jig. So, yeah, so today we're doing um, Arcane, the review of an outsider. So, I've watched a lot of shows, watched a lot of animated shows, and I've played zero minutes of League of Legends. I've watched friends play it in my presence, but. I've never actually played it myself because just not for me really. And I didn't know until recently. I've got a good friend who plays it occasionally and he knows all of the lore backwards and forwards and side to side and up and down. And I did not know how rich in lore that game universe is considering it's just kind of a MOBA where you just do an arena over and over again as different heroes. But then all the heroes had like Backstories and stories of in backstories, and there's like Piltover and Zion, or whatever it's called. Zolon, Zolom, something like that. I've got it written down next to me, I just can't bother to look left right now. And yeah, I didn't know about any of this. Then I watched Arcane when it came out, and I rewatched it again in preparation for this. And I was like, okay, there's a, there's a lot here. I'm going to do a little, little cheeky review of Arcane. I was going to do this about three weeks ago, but like I say, unfortunately, sometimes guys, life gets on top of you, and I don't get paid for this. I did. Things will be different, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah, there's a bit to cover. Like any of my reviews I'm going to do, I'm not going to do anything I don't like. So take it from the start, I do like Arcane. Not every aspect of it, but I like it well enough. So, suppose I better fuck on some intro music or something. I think I've got that somewhere. Ah, here it is. And welcome back. Like I said, arcane review from someone who's never played League. Isn't this going to be a fun experience that I'm not going to get hate for over the internet? Ah, beautiful. So, first aspect of this I'm going to talk about is the story. I'm going to, like I did with the, I think it was a book review I did a while ago, the Spellmonger book review, I'm going to add a little, little thingy here, right now, that says, go to here if you want to dodge spoilers. And I do that, by the way, because I think... If you do the spoilery bit first, you've got advanced warning. Because I'm going to say now, there's spoilers ahead. If you skip to this bit, we're past all that. So, other than like, you know, when I just slip up and fuck you over. But, you know. What are you going to do? Hi there. Hey, if you want to skip spoilers, go to 12.50. Please. Don't say you weren't warned. Um, I'm a dickhead. Whatever I said last time. Love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. So, first time you get comfortable, um, back in the back in the shed today, it's fucking freezing. So, the story of Arcane, a brief summarisation would be the struggle of the city of Zorn and the sort of higher city of Piltover. Zorn is like the undercity to Piltover's gleaming cultural capital of greatness, so it comes at a point where 
the League of Legends champions aren't champions. It's kind of the intro story for some of them, like uh, Vi, Caitlyn, Jace, Jinx are kind of the four main ones, although that German geezer, Victor, I think he's supposed to be German, or Russian, one of them, the European one, Victor, that guy, I love that guy, um, who are all champions in the game. And there are others in there, obviously, like people who know the game are all about to go, hey, you missed out, that kid, whatever his name is, Echo. No, I didn't miss him, I just wasn't going to mention it, because I don't care. So, the story kind of is the, the prequel to the lore in the game, where it's how they became legendary, whatever. So you've got Vi, the bare knuckle boxer, Caitlyn, who's a marksman, I suppose, Jace, who invents things and is somehow shockingly good at wielding a giant lightning hammer that shoots lightning at people. I don't know why he's so proficient with it, being that he's a scientist who's never had a fight before. And the most notable one, the the the, the clickbait one, fucking Jinx, who likes miniguns and rocket launchers and bombs. I mean, I've got nothing wrong against. I've got nothing against the character. I've got a lot against the internet. Because I belong to many, many pop culture groups, and I go on a lot of forums, and I have to do a lot of things to you know, do content and just interest. And Jinx is everywhere, man. Why? Why? I don't understand. I just, I just, I just don't get it. Look, we all want a bit of crazy in life, guys. But if she's pointing machine guns at you all the time, probably too much crazy. Just saying. And it the story follows their sort of rise to fame. So Vine Jinx are orphaned by. An uprising in Zorn, or Zorn, I'm going to call it Zorn. Um, and they're taken in by Vanda, who's the sort of big mover and shaker. And he kind of runs the show down there, it's his world. And he has agreements with Piltover that his people won't cross over there and cause trouble, and they leave him to do his business, and they leave everyone alone, and we'll all live happily ever after, until Jinx and Vi, although Jinx at the moment is known as Powder, because she's a fucking child, and she isn't a Jinx yet. They shenanigan rise, Jace invents magical items, Caitlyn is chilling. So the way the series is broken up, it's kind of into three parts, if you will. Because when it was released, it was three sets of three every week. So there is a time gap where things go on. So the main crux of the story is just about Vi and Jinx. I'd probably say they're the main two, because they seem to get known the most about them. But it's kind of what all these people are doing. So you've got Jace, who is a scientist who's inventing Hextech, because I think Magitech is already taken by a better franchise. Oh, I said it. Fight me. Um, I wish it was just called Magitech. It'd be so much easier than Hextech. But yeah. And we see the characters grow and develop. So Vi goes from a kind of angsty teenager to a kind of angsty adult who punches things. Jinx goes from a sad child to an angry teenager. Uh, Jace goes from a nerd to an arrogant nerd. Because Jace is the fucking worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want the council and I can do what I want. Fuck you, Jace. Don't, don't tell me what to do. I'll, I'll slap you. I'll backhand you. Pip slap. Put my ring hand on. Anywho. So, it kind of follows them. Now, to give the story the ultimate of broad strokes, because I don't want this to be like a hour-long synopsis of the entire episode and every episode and blah, 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 blah. 
So the story follows them. There's a guy, Silco, who wants to control the underground. He kills Vanda. He seizes power using some kind of purple shit, whose name I have misremembered all of a sudden. In the pressure of having to record again, I appear to have forgotten everything I knew about the universe. And with a cursory glance at the notes I never look at, it's called Shimmer. It's basically a super steroid that leaves you mutated when you stop using it. And I'll be honest, guys, I don't understand it. I really don't. But again, I'm doing this from an outsider's perspective, so I've done no reading. This is all just a from the show. Things I've learnt from the show. And this stuff shimmer, it's like a mega steroid that'll turn you into the fucking purple hulk and you can just wail on things. And it's super addictive apparently and you mutate and horrible things happen to you if you're not having it, I guess. So yeah. He sees his power. Caitlin, who has become an adorable little cupcake of a sniper, she goes and finds Vi to bring down Silco and Jinx and Blah, 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 family dramas, and <laughs> there's kind of too much to say. I mean, just go out and watch it, guys. I rate this show. Just go out and watch it right now. So, some of the characters team up to take down Silco and deal with all the things going on. He's bribing the guardsmen, he's bribing everyone, and he wants a war with Piltover, even though he lives in an undercity full of peasants. But, oh, he's got plans, he's got Shimmer. Well, that's a good thing for him. He's like, bam. Now, he did end up adopting Jinx at one point, for some reason. Don't know why he didn't just murder her straight away. But he was canny. He was like, oh, I can turn turn this to my advantage. Because she made a bomb that blew up my entire facility as a child. Yes, this is the kind of person I need on board. Now, eventually Jinx figures out a bunch of things. Like, he had lied to her about her sister being dead and they reunited, had a beautiful tender moment and then a rebel group appeared and interrupted that beautiful tender moment and Caitlin was there like, hey man, what's going on here? I'm very uncomfortable right now. And they meet an old friend, Echo, who they knew as a kid and he was like, hey, I lead a little rebel group now. It's chill, right? And eventually Piltover decides, oh, we're not going to exporting because there's too much corruption and we're locking all the doors to Zorn. No one's allowed in or out, so bah, fuck you poor people. Uh, the poor people didn't like this. Jinx blew up a bridge, killed a bunch of people. Uh, has a fight with Echo, which... So I had a friend talk to me about the fight she has with Echo. And people who have watched it, please try and explain this to me, because I didn't understand it. Now my friend says it's a magical pocket watch he's got that lets him rewind time and shit. But if you've watched the fight scene, I don't know if he's using a magical pocket watch. I know he's got the watch in his hand. Or if he's just remembering her shooting patterns. So, yeah. Again, broad strokes of story, because we ain't got all day. Um, yeah, then what happens, guys? Someone remind me. Please. I'm lost and alone in a shed. Yeah, so, Echo beats the shit out of Jinx. Everyone gets away, kind of scathed. A bridge has been blown up. There's another woman here from another kingdom. Who, again, no reading, because outsider. This is a little bit of a critique here. They introduce a lot of places with no background law for the places. Like, from watching the show, I've learned that Piltover is a shining beacon of progress. Uh, and they don't like magic, apparently. And it was formed because people don't like magic. And there's a dude here who's very old. What's his fucking name? The little fairy guy. Please, no one, everyone stop shouting at once. Heimerdinger, that's it. That little fairy dude who's like, Ah, oh, yes, we shall do this in 50 years and research for ages before doing anything productive, because I will live forever. He's a prick. But they're all kind of pricks, I suppose. If you want to think of it like that. Yeah. Jace replaces him eventually, because Jace is the worst. But 
you're replacing the worst with a slightly worse. So, if it's not obvious, I dislike a few of the characters. Most of the characters. Not in terms of I dislike how they portrayed or acted, I just think a lot of them are dickheads. And that's not a bad thing, because dickheads, you know, in TV shows and stuff, they're always, uh, always there. It's good to have dickhead characters. Like, I love Vi. Vi is great. Like, you know, she just wants what's best for her sister and her family. Caitlin, she's adorable. And she's probably my favourite character in hindsight. I think she's really well done, really well acted out. And she's not a dickhead, like most of them are dickheads. They are self-serving under the guise of progress. No, you want to make money, don't lie. Wow, that was a tangent about capitalism. But yeah, so the series basically ends. We're going to skip to the end because... I remember the last three episodes the least, <clears throat> and um, I think less of note happened. Well, not less of note, but less of talkable note. Eventually, Jinx captures Caitlyn and Silco and Vine. It's like, hey, someone's going to die tonight, bitches. And she ends up killing Silco by accident. And she goes, Joe, you know what? I just made a magic rocket launcher. It looks like a shark. And she fires it at the council chambers of Piltover, and that is where the series ends. Which, I think we know what happens. Unfortunately, it's... I do really want season 2 I'm buzzing I don't think it will take 4 years for him to do and I'll give you my reasons now spoilers most of the end here but again odd slip of the tongue has happened so the first thing I'm going to talk about is the most notable of the entire show is the animation the animation is stellar I would say revolutionary for animated shows now I've watched a few animes in my time I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z Bleach I've watched Gurren Lagann uh, Akami Ga Kill, uh, One Punch Man. I've, I've watched animes, guys. Castlevania most recently, because I rewatched it. And the thing is, Arcane does not use anime animation like something like, what was that one called? Dota Dragon's Blood or something. Which, obviously, Dota is sort of League's main competition, I believe, in fucking MOBAs. It's, it almost looks like a hand-drawn graphic novel of animation. Not like a comic book, but like a graphic novel. It's like semi-3D. I wouldn't say it's fully 3D, because if you've watched something like Knights of Sidonia, 3D animation looks real weird and real different, and I don't like it. But Arcane does something very, very special. It has a very hand-drawn, like I say, a hand-drawn aesthetic, while also being very, very smooth. I'd say it's smoother than pretty much any animated show out there. And when it's not, it's almost like it's intentional. To a lot of time when they're doing kind of jump cuts and like really flashy dun 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 framing, um, it's normally to in aid of building tension. Like Mad Max uh, Fury Road, they did a filming technique which I think has been used more, where they removed specific frames from moments with Max so the audience would feel his intensity. I would not be surprised to learn that Arcane had taken some inspiration from that with the way they animated their show. Now, as much as the animation is gorgeous, something very, very good in it. My favourite animation is normally centred around uh, Jinx, because a lot of the stuff that she's around is very neon, very bright, very bold colour palette. Lots of purples and pinks and greens and blues, but really in your face. And I'm into it. Like I love the sort of like punk art style, like cyberpunk for instance, I love that art style in general, where, yeah, now I've got some I was thinking about recently, I don't know if I'm right, but while re-watching it, I found that 
depending which character was the focus of the current scene, it seems that the animation style changed. Not the art style, but the style in which it's presented. So, in one fight scene we see Vi and Jinx fighting back to back. Now it seems with Vi, they did more flashy traditional action jump cuts, because she is kind of like, you know, she's a bare knuckle boxer who throws knees and elbows at people as well. You know, she's like an action hero. And that's kind of what it felt like watching her scenes when she's fighting. A lot of flashy cuts to different angles to show you the moves and techniques she's using, like you would in an action movie. Whereas with Jinx, it tended to have a more... I'm not an art person, so I don't know how to describe it. It's not monochromatic, it's the opposite. It's a very bold and colourful art style. Specifically when she was having scenes focused on her. It seemed they changed the colour palette up completely. Even if both characters were on screen, obviously your eyes drawn to focus on one. That's the way um, camera angles work, even though it's obviously not a camera. So I thought that was very interesting uh, while watching it, that they changed the animation based on the character so you can more readily identify what character is to focus and even identify the character slightly so from Jinx's colour palettes and the way she's animated you know the bitch is unhinged from Vi's you know she's kind of an action hero those are the two main examples I found while watching it and I didn't watch it a fourth or fifth time just to confirm that theory but I think I'm right because I did notice it while watching it I was just like if they've done that intentionally that is truly masterful work so the animation for me is 10 out of 10 I think a lot of shows uh, that are animated are going to start using that style now I know people are going to say oh it took uh, four years to make this I was like yes because although the animation style isn't new entirely it's very inventive and very creative and they spent that four years creating whole new styles of animation like, come on guys, come some slack. But once it's invented, the next time you do it, the next time someone else does it, it doesn't take as long. And the other thing, there is some... We're moving away from animation now, by the way. Animation, 9 out of 10. Makes me forget what real life looks like sometimes. We're going to move on to the voice acting, which, for every single character in the entire show, the voice acting for me was stellar. It was 10 out of 10. Now, a lot of them I've never heard of before. However, there was... A couple that stuck out to me as ones that I recognised so particularly and I quite unfortunately I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of the poor cow's name Shohre Adashlu which I know I mispronounced that's the woman who has the really interesting very smooth nice voice how do I describe which one she is she's that enforcer who gets fucked in episode 3 or episode 2 the woman one you know which one I mean. She's just great. Um, she was also in Mass Effect. She's one of the admirals in Mass Effect. There you go. There's a memory. Aren't we all happy? <laughs> but yeah, she's in Forza Grayson, to put it simply. But she's always a standout 10 out of 10 voice actress. They've got some real good talent for the show. Some of them, not as heard of, but... Hayley Steinfeld does a fantastic job as Vi. Ella Purnell smashes it as Jinx. The advantage that Vi's voice actress had was that she could just voice Vi. Whereas Ella Purnell, although she was voicing Jinx, she didn't voice Powder because Powder is younger. So, had to get a separate one for that. And, you know, 
the talent there was just very, very good, and the, they picked the right actors for it, and they did a fantastic job altogether. I can't think of one that I found disappointing, other than the fact that in the cast list, if you go on the internet, it casts Imagine Dragons as themselves, and that can get in the fucking sea. Basically, I like I like the voice acting. It's it's a solid ten, like nine out of ten again. So, love you. Music and sound. The theme song is ear aids, as far as I'm concerned. Basically, guys, got me to a bit of bias here. I'm not one of these people that's like, I hate this band because it's cool too. I just, I like maybe one, maybe, uh, I suppose, Radioactive was pretty good. I like two Imagine Dragon songs. The rest of it to me sounds like liquid ass pouring into my fucking ear holes. I despise their music. I've said before, I'm a metalhead. Nothing will ever change that. I fucking love heavy, like, fucking heavy metal guitars and high BPMs and... But, from an objective point of view, I can see how Enemy was a very, very appropriate track for the show, and the themes the show has. So, yeah. But the actual soundtrack is very good. It's very thematic and very suitable. I may have my problems with it, in that, again, it's just, the, the music within the show is not my cup of tea. And there's nothing I can do about that, other than look at it objectively and say, is it bad music? From what I love music, no, it's not bad. Is it music I like? No, I'd rather listen to my own farts. So, it's hard for me to say anything about the music. The actual sound design, the sound track, very, very nice. It sounds crisp. So when people are punching each other, it sounds good. All of the sound is fantastic. I just don't like the music. It's not for me. So... That's gonna probably not be a 9 out of 10 again. But, you know, if you like Imagine Dragons and that kind of shit, maybe it'll be better for you. There's, there's a few R&B tracks in there, if you like that kind of thing, son. Um, I'll, yeah. Woo! It's just not for me, guys. So, I'm not even gonna rate the sound. The actual sound design, very, very good. 8 out of 10, 100%. Where are we up to? So we've done it. We've done the... Synopsis, we've done the voice acting. Can't talk about the characters, because that'd be spoilers. I don't want to like ruin, I don't want to ruin everything. Like if you if you're just watching this review to decide if you should watch it. Um yeah, go and watch it. I really recommend it. Um it's fantastic. I was pleasantly surprised. So what have we done so far? Talked about the story, which if you if you didn't watch that bit, guys, I I give it a nine out of ten. We've talked about the animation, which I gave it a nine out of ten. The sound, which I gave it an eight out of ten. The voice acting, nine out of ten. The voice acting, I can't go over how good it was. Like, you hear a lot of really shit voice acting if you watch enough animated shows. To be honest, I don't watch as much anime anymore. Like, I used to watch quite a bit of anime. Oh, I'm just not into it now. The English dubs are terrible sometimes. Sometimes they're good, but I'm not a subbed kind of guy. I, I, I can't fucking read. So, if I was to give it a grade out of 10, I would give the show itself a 9 out of 10. Because I do have flaws in that it doesn't do enough to explain the history. It introduces characters towards the second half of the season who I've got no fucking clue who they are, why they are the way they are, why what's this other kingdom they're talking about, how does that relate to anything? So, 
as good as the show is, I need more background lore. Because it's very clear it's not a show that was made just for the fans of the game who know the lore. It was, it's a show that's made for everyone who might be interested. And, I, and, you know, I haven't played the game, and now I know some lore, and I'll go off and do some reading, maybe. Never mind. Got other things to do, like have a job. Which isn't rubbing in, by the way, guys. I just hate my fucking job. And, yeah. I'd give the show a solid 8 out of 10, definitely. And I'd give it a fuck yeah seal of approval. Because even if you know nothing about Arcane, you will leave it knowing a bit about the League of Legends lore and not be too lost. There's the odd bit where you're kind of like, this is not explained well at all. But, it's neither here nor there. The writing is very, very good. Much better than I expected. The writing, to me at least, is higher than the standard video game show. And I think this is where Arcane makes its mark in media. It's not that it's a video game animated show, because that's been done. It's that it's the one that broke the fucking mould and was great. Not just good, because Castlevania is fucking good. I've heard Dragon's something from Dota is fucking good. But to me, what they did with the animation, what they did with the voice acting, the characters, the actual story writing, to me, Arcane breaks the fucking stigma. And I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Maybe some questions will be answered. Maybe we'll see a different kingdom. Because I've had a friend tell me there's other places with other champions that are from. So, apparently Yasuo mains are cunts. I don't know. just what I get told. So, i got high hopes for season two. I don't know what we're going to do next week, guys. I haven't planned that far ahead. But I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, it's good to be back. I hope you're okay out there. Thank you, those of you that are still listening and stuck around for the last month. It's just been a bit of a shit time. But I hope you all had a lovely Christmas or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. I don't judge. And I shall see you next time, fuckers. Ta-da.